My mom called me recently after seeing me on the news because she thought I looked sad. Yes, I've been on crutches for about four weeks now, but I wasn't feeling particularly down. And while maybe some people would take offense to hearing something like this, not me. And that's in part because I grew up in a town called Nanaimo. Every Sunday, my family and I would head to the temple where well-intentioned aunties would give us advice by picking us apart for our physical appearance. You know, gaining weight, losing too much weight, having acne or frizzy hair, and the list goes on. That experience has given me and many of my friends some pretty thick skin. And if you've been watching the political developments from my hometown, you'd be right to think that some thick skin might be a good thing right about now for alliance partners, the NDP and the Greens. I'm Binder Sudgen, and you're listening to Lady at the Ledge. The by-election in Nanaimo was billed as one of the most important in a generation. The NDP continued to maintain their grip on power thanks to Nanaimo residents who chose their candidate, Sheila Malcolmson, to be their MLA. To me, the whole thing seemed to be kind of like a political bathtub race. You really didn't know who had the machinery to get past the finish line first. And one thing that stands out is the Greens. They wound up with just about 7% of the popular vote. Their candidate, Michelle Ney, well, her dad was a longtime former mayor named Frank Ney. And a lot of people are surprised that she didn't fare a little bit better. What we're hearing from the Greens is they're saying, listen, we think a lot of people parked their votes with the NDP to maintain this minority government. But what does it mean for the future of the Greens? And could there be more at play here? Joining me now is Matt Jancy. He is a business owner from Vancouver. He also travels back and forth to the island quite a bit for that business. He's got friends on the island and his lovely wife is also from Nanaimo. The whole thing with uh, with with Frank Nan, I mean, I, I, my wife is from Nanaimo, as you know, and in, in wandering around the downtown and, and into the uh, parks, you know, I found a statue of Frank Nay dressed as a pirate with, <laughs> yeah. a, with a with a parrot on his shoulder. And I have never heard any Nanaiman that I'm aware of speak bad of Frank Nay. So I, I am surprised at, at how poorly Michelle Nay did. I, I don't know if it was strategic on the part of, of the voters to to ensure that the government you know, stands as is. I'm not even certain the government would have fallen uh, had this by-election gone to the Liberals. It would have been a tie in the House. Uh, and I believe that the Speaker of the House traditionally votes to maintain the status quo, which would mean to vote to support the NDP Green Alliance. So, so yeah, uh, surprising on Michelle Nay's part, for sure. And I guess by, by the same token, Tony Harris, uh, from the Harris family, which is quite well known in Nanaimo. You, I'm sure, have seen some of the signs throughout the city. Um, also did, seemed to do, I mean, fairly good, 40% of the popular vote. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, I don't know the family that well myself, although I, I have spoken to many friends and, and family members in Nanaimo who had nothing but good things to say about the Harris family. And, and certainly uh, his performance was better than I had personally expected, uh, knowing what the provincial liberal party is going through these days with 
with money laundering and empty homes and uh, all these different issues that are hammering at the liberals from various different areas. I mean, the, <clears throat> their appointed clerk in the legislature, uh, you know, being led out by the RCMP or or whatever that situation was a couple mm-hmm. months back. That's that's bad news for the liberals for sure. So I, I'm surprised and uh, how well Tony Harris did. So it's a, you're almost saying it was, you know, typically a by-election becomes sort of a little referendum on the sitting government, but you're saying it might even have been on the previous liberal government. Yeah, that would be my take on it. I, yeah. I think watching politics, you know, generally the sitting government rarely wins by-elections, whether it be municipal, provincial, or federal. And, and in this case, um, the NDP uh, did very, very well. Um, you, I remember watching some of the results rolling in, and I'm not sure how it finished up, but at one point, if you had added up every single other candidate's votes, it still would not have equaled Sheila Malcolmson's. Yeah. Um, and so I guess when you said that you were speaking to people in Nanaimo, were they, what were they telling you in terms of, like, the big issues for them? Was it, you know, the whole, you know, Liberal Party versus NDP, like, it, on a provincial level? Or were there local issues that you think that people were really interested in? Well, I, I think it's a, a little bit of both. Um, I hear a fair amount coming from uh, from people here on the mainland about how difficult uh, life has been, you know, in the past five to six years. And, and certainly that is uh, the cost of living. And as we all know, the, the cost of housing in, in much of British Columbia has skyrocketed since 2014 or so. And I, I'm sure Nanaimo is no different. They are part of the empty homes, and, or part of the, the speculation and vacancy tax. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people that I spoke to were, were quite happy about that. He said that, you know, homes in Nanaimo, when a, when a house is listing for $700,000, there's something wrong with that. Uh, you know, coming from the mainland here, that's not even a, that's not even a one-bedroom and den condo in, in, in many parts of downtown yeah. Vancouver. So, um, Getting back to to the reaction, I mean, the Nanaimo has always been an NDP riding, I, you know, probably four decades worth. So, not really a surprise that they won, but I think it is surprising talking to people how how much uh, Tony Harris got, and, and I think he made uh, his point mainly about the speculation and vacancy tax. So, there, I think there is some people in Nanaimo upset about that, but but clearly not enough to sway voters. Now, Matt thinks that it's a good thing that the Liberals are now undergoing a renewal looking for candidates who have a fresh face, something that he believes he saw with the NDP last time around. Now, here's the other thing that I think about. Uh, When talking to Andrew Weaver after the last provincial election, one of the things he was really upset about was how the NDP treated the Greens. And he was also upset about this notion around splitting the vote. So in the next provincial election, that potentially sets up an interesting dynamic, where if you believe what happened in Nanaimo was that people who may traditionally vote green instead decided to vote for the NDP to keep that alliance intact, well, then you might actually see a situation where the NDP actually make a case that a vote for the Greens is a wasted vote. And that's something that's sure to get Andrew Weaver really, really upset. 
Now, if you believe green voters are mostly disaffected liberal voters, well, then we have an interesting situation where this whole provincial election race can get a lot closer. So will people who like the NDP government and what they're doing just try to keep the liberals out? I'm Binder Sajjan. Thank you for listening to Lady at the Ledge. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at ladyattheledge at gmail.com. Until next time.